Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shedd. I am a writer for the Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. Joining me is my co-host and managing editor of the Viking Age, Adam Patrick. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also available in podcast form in case you miss us or you just want to listen to us again. But whatever you do, like, comment, share, subscribe, do the YouTube, Spotify, whatever type of thing you want to do uh, to help us out. Adam, welcome to the show. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that I am jealous of you living in California right now because I am in the middle of an ice storm. So if I cut out... Uh, because I've lost power, my internet, or whatever is going on, um, it's okay. But uh, just to let you know, uh, there is literally chunks of ice flying all over Brookings. And then uh, tomorrow, we're going to get three to five inches of snow. And apparently on Thursday, we're going to get another three to five inches of snow. So I did check my car today. It is okay. It's just entombed in ice like a giant ice cube right now. Um, Can't fit it in my drink, but... um, We'll go. This is just water, by the way, in case anybody wanted to know. But yes, <laughs> you got a scraper. You're good to go. I I got the scrape. You know, it's like you got to go through the eight layers of ice that have already been caked on. But I had mm-hmm. I had to chip off legit ice off my car three times yesterday while oh, yeah. I was uh, covering SDSU basketball. So um, I tell you not what, when fun. I, when I, I live- think I'd rather be on the beach. What when what I is done- the weather in call or San? Uh, uh, where the hell you are? <laughs> It's 60 and rainy, so so you know, boohoo me. Um, but when I lived back east, the best investment I made was getting a uh, remote car starter, so that I could just mm-hmm. have the uh, the heat turn on uh, before I even got in the car. Everything would melt off. I wouldn't even have to scrape anything off. I just I'd let it run for like 20 minutes and it would go off. Best and in, best investment ever made. Because um, yeah, you get. It's so so annoying to like scrape your car off, uh, and then get in a freezing cold car, and then it warms up right where you get right when you get to your destination. So it's great, um, but yeah, I haven't seen snow in a while, so uh, don't plan to. I know everyone's you know all excited about Christmas and everything. No, nope, don't don't care if I ever see snow again. Lived in it for thirty years. Don't don't care. But yeah, uh, stay safe out there. I guess. <laughs> Um, my question is, and this is somebody who's never had, this is somebody whose car like randomly like sped up, like accelerated when he was in (laughs) college. And, uh, you know, my, my new car is great. I actually love it, but, um, remote start. Can somebody just drive off with your car or he's not in it? Your key's not in it. No. Okay. It's just a little, most of the time it's usually just a little sensor that's on the like top. You get a, a remote, it starts, that's it. And then when you put your key in, you don't even turn. You just turn it to the on. You don't even like try to start it because it's already. So on. if you start, if you started your car and then I ran out there and like put it in drive, it'd be like, "Hey, what the hell, man!" And like right. shut off. Well, as soon as you put your foot on the brake, it would turn off. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I assume somebody had thought about this because like yeah. everybody just getting remote starts and like <laughs> just dumping into a random oh, car right. like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That, that would make stealing cars very easy in the, <laughs> the winter states people people are watching this going like god this guy's an idiot like i i, I do not live that high profile life okay i i'm in yeah. the middle of nowhere south dakota right now okay <laughs> so no offense to brookings i like it out here but um you know what is offense 
That was a horrible segue. But I mean, uh, (laughs) this is offensive. Offensive. The Vikings defense. uh, Take two, live YouTube. The Vikings lost the Lions 34-23 to on Sunday afternoon, and the defense gave up 464 yards of total offense. It is Ooh. the fifth straight game where the Vikings have given up 400 yards of total offense. It is the fourth time in the past five games that the Vikings have coughed up over 450 yards of total offense. The Vikings are now the worst defense in the NFL in terms of yards. Yards don't equal points, blah, blah, blah. Well, they equal plenty of points on Sunday. Um, Kevin O'Connell has said there has been changes, but Ed Ed Donatel will not be stripped of his play calling duties. So if they're not going to do that, they're not going to fire Donatel. How do you fix the Vikings defense? Because they're still in, they're still in contention, so they kind of got to figure it out. Um, the simple answer is don't play good offenses because um, clearly can't stop them. Because look, look at the teams that they've they've played the last few weeks. They played the Cowboys, they played the Bills, and the Lions. Those are all top five, top ten offenses in the NFL. Even look at the Jets last few weeks with Mike White in there. They were able to do do pretty well, pretty well sling the ball around. Um, you got to get more pressure. Uh, for whatever reason, pressure is non-existent now. Um, it has a little bit to do with the opposing quarterbacks getting the ball out quicker. They're realizing, like, uh, the Vikings don't play press coverage. They play off coverage. So if we just, you know, get the ball out quickly, it's an easy, easy catch and pitch and catch, I guess. Um, and that's basically what every team's been doing, just getting the ball out quickly. There's been a couple, you know, deep routes down the sideline and stuff like that. But overall, teams have just been getting the ball out quickly. It eliminates the pass rush. And then they haven't got any turnovers like they did the first two months of the season. Like their first nine games, they uh, got 18 turnovers. So that's two per game. And that was, about, I think that was second in the league. Uh, their last four games, they have a total of two turnovers. And that came in all in one game. That was against the Jets. Um, so, and this is a defense. Just their philosophy, it seems to be, we're going to give up a lot of yards, but we're going to get turnovers and we're going to stop you on third down, stop you in the red zone. Well, they haven't got turnovers. Uh, and that probably has a lot to do with not getting pressure too. So if you can't get turnovers, then this philosophy not very good. Also, this philosophy, just relying on turnovers, not a good idea anyways. Uh, you shouldn't, your defensive philosophy shouldn't be, you know, relying on, on getting turnovers because that's not always going to happen. Um, so I think they'll... It, that's just what they're gonna have to try and do. Whatever they have to do, they're probably just they're gonna have to blitz more. I think Kevin O'Connell's gonna be like, "Listen, Ed, you gotta blitz more." Like you're like, "Oh well, we might give up yards." You're already giving up the most yards per play mm-hmm. in the NFL. There is no going further down. You are at the bottom. So like, you need to just figure something else out, do something different. I saw, I think it was Andrew Kramer of the Star Tribune posted a couple of clips of like Daniel Hunter. Um, and he was just doing weird things like rushing really far to the outside, um, like getting easily chip blocked and things like that. And I don't know if that's a scheme or, or his decision decisions or whatever, but like something's going to happen. They need to get pressure. There's, you know, injuries have played a part too, but injuries are with every team. So you gotta, that, that, that is what it is, but like they gotta get more pressure which will hopefully create turnovers. And the next few weeks are not playing 
very good offenses. Playing the Colts, playing the Giants, playing the Bears and the Packers. So they get a little break, maybe be able to tune some things up, luckily. Um, but once they get to the playoffs, eh, uh, even if they play like the Seahawks in the first round, the Seahawks have a very good offense. So like it's not like they're getting a break first round. Their best bet right now is to hope for a first round matchup against like the commanders or the giants. Cause neither of those teams have very good offenses. So, um, it's been bad, but, uh, hopefully it gets better. Cause it really can't get any worse. I think there are two factors at play. And the first one goes completely on Ed Donatel, which I, I just want to point out this first, like to the people going on Twitter and calling Ed Donatel Hitler and saying he flew uh, what? a plane and Oh yeah. Have you not seen this? No, I. Oh yeah, I have not. there, there I, are people I'm calling it Donatello Hitler, and uh, there. Are, I saw a meme where uh, God, somebody I hate, I hate Twitter was like so the, much. It was yeah, it, it's poison. Cy Amundsen told me that, and the I more I think it. about it, the more I think he's right. But somebody it. else had like the twin towers, and like Ed Donatel was flying in. Who like, thinks that? Who it. thinks? Who thinks that's a good idea? <laughs> Some messed up faction of Vikings it's like, Twitter. It's like 15-year-old like, like, kids. Just, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's kids. probably who it is. It's kids. <laughs> but I'm just saying, just let's let's ease up. Like, Chill yes, out, man. Nobody likes him. I understand. It's a football game. <laughs> yes, yes. It's not that important. Um, half of it's on Ed Donatel. And I think it, part of that yeah. is Kevin O'Connell, the coaching staff. Because when you came in, like, you did not have the means to revamp this entire defense, right? Like you, you are not going to switch a scheme and get everybody you needed for it. So I, I don't think right. some of the players that are there, but that's on coaching. That's hey, uh, like Kevin O'Connell said himself, how do we put players in position to succeed? Daniel Hunter has been on a milk carton all season long. I know he's got seven sacks. I know like he has probably decent pressure numbers. I, I'm not sure where he is yeah. as far as PFF goes right now, but he is lost. He is not himself right now. And I don't know if that's injury. I don't know. Like you said, if he's just making his own decisions and not understanding the system, what is going on there? You also have miscommunications in the secondary. Cameron Ansler runs like a 4-7-40, even though they clocked him at 4-3 at Mississippi State. I don't care. When I watch him on a football field, everybody just can, can just run past him with ease. It looks easy. DJ Chark, who has last been seen – Doing decent things with Jacksonville was just like, doo, 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 hey, uh, pitch yeah. and catch right in the park for his touchdown. Then Jamison Williams, which, <laughs> of course, he was going to score a touchdown. Oh, that that I, I, I have so much <laughs> to say. Like, that whole decision one catch, is only just one like catch, a galaxy. I, I don't care if it's one catch. It's a <laughs> galaxy brain decision. Because when okay. you look at the wide receivers on this team, it, it it's stupid. It's like, I, what? There was a story. Keenan McCardo was like, please don't draft a receiver. We're so good here. And like Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen painted Gene Simmons on his cleats, which uh, Detroit Rock City. Cool. I, I get it. Like Gene Simmons was like, hey, right on, man. He did the weird thing with his tongue. Like he should be painting what direction the end zone is, because I think he's going to have a Jim Marshall moment by the end of his career and not a good one. Not one that, you know, the one where he ran the wrong way, 85 yards or whatever it was for his safety. That dude cannot get separation. That no. dude cannot f find which way the end zone is. He has to go back five yards just to build up steam. I don't give a shit if he's from Minnesota or not. <laughs> he's not playing to a level that you expect right now. 
The same goes for the cornerbacks right now. Cam Bynum, you know, he he had that uh, Instagram post, right? He's like, I prepared for this. Look yeah. at this. I got an interception. Where was the preparation this week? Because he was like, I don't know, a sound of music, just like, yeah, as Jamison Williams is walking right past him in the end zone. Like there are communi- miscommunications everywhere. They can't get pressure. They can't do any of that stuff. And, and again, this, a lot of the players here, they chose to bring back. They chose yeah. to bring back and they have not catered to them. Harrison Smith, he's the 22nd overall safety right now. And I mean, I, I went through and I looked at uh, some salary cap numbers. Do you want me to go ahead and sure. go through them? Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Smith has a $7.4 million cap number hit this year. I know he hasn't didn't play last week, but he's going to make $19.2 million this uh, next season cap number. Eric Kendricks, $13.5 million cap number. He's not playing at that level. No. It goes down to $11.4 million next season, but I mean, you, you can't bring him back. I don't care what he's doing in the community. Uh, Daniel Hunter, $12.3 million cap number. 13.1 next season. Oh, and he's got $11.2 million void year in 2024. Offense. Like, I, I know we're focusing on the defense right now, but this is this is important. Dalvin Cook had, what, 20 yards on 14 carries? Uh, it wasn't it's much fumble. over that. Like, it, th- their longest run of the day was six yards. And then there was the whole weird, let's have them throw it, which that's a <laughs> galaxy brain moment in its own thing. Like, you know, that was like Uncle Eddie when the microwave goes off, just pisses pants and forgets who he was for about a half hour. $14.1 million next season, you're paying Dalvin Cook. And then Adam Thielen, he's Mm. from Minnesota. $11.6 million cap number and a $19.9 million cap number next season. Like, the players here just aren't good. And, I mean, you've been able to mask it for 12 weeks or 13 weeks. They're 10 and 3. Okay, fine. And and, I mean, they are in a position where they can win the Super Bowl. You need to figure out a way that accentuates their straights because they are not doing it right now. And that's what you hope with this self-scouting or whatever they're doing defensively, you find a way. But I mean, it's a lot of the players on this team. Like, is it surprising that all of a sudden they're hitting a wall? Are they hitting a wall? What do you think? No, I don't think it's surprising. I think it's this. we saw this before the season even started. We didn't expect. We didn't expect them to get off to a ten and three start. I think you know they've been in nine one score games. I think if you know you divide that in half and say those go the other way, like let's say they just win five of those, then they're what six and seven, like the Lions. I feel like they're kind of more like a six and seven team. <laughs> I know their record is ten and three, and you are what your record is in the NFL. But they're not playing like that right now. Um, and yeah, they don't have the depth. The guys that do have on the field are too old. Why are you throwing deep to Adam Thielen? He's He doesn't run like he used to. I don't care if he's in the best shape of his life or whatever. He, he doesn't. Um, you know, you have guys on your roster that have actual speed, like Jalen Rager, who against the Jets, he, he did fine going downfield and, and catching long pass. Why can't you get him there? And again, the, the Lions did it with Jamison Williams. Why couldn't you just do that with with Jalen Rager, I felt like this game, like looking back at it, that that Kevin O'Connell, for some reason, felt like he had to throw like the kitchen sink at the Lions. Like 
this is some greatest show on turf offense. We got to keep him off the field. I don't trust my defense. Well, D- Jonathan Velma belt him. Maybe he was in the meeting with Velma. And he's like, how are you going to look at all these lines? Like, yeah. dude, this is good. These guys are house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just household names. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's really good. I'll give him that. Yes. Uh, J- and Jared Goff. He's all right. He's all right. He's really good against the Vikings whenever he plays them. Uh, at least uh, when he's in his home stadium. Um, but like the the jump pass attempt on the goal line on first and goal, um, when you had momentum, um, I believe the Vikings had like their winning probability was higher than the Lions at that point. Then when they fumbled, they went it dropped significantly. The Lions, exact, yes, I yeah. heard that. And then so you do that, which you're down four, you're down fourteen seven, and it's the second quarter. You're not like. <laughs> What are you doing? And then I and I know the whole go for two thing. You don't want to go into overtime. You rather win it in regulation. But why do you want to re- win it in regulation? Because you don't have faith in your defense. Um, that's why you do that. That's why you do the onside kick, which also didn't make any sense. Because if your defense is going to stop them anyways, then why are you giving the Lions easy points? And in the past, we've seen the Vikings actually come up with turnovers. So you know, give yourself a better chance by doing that instead of having the Lions drive like. I don't know, 10 yards and they're in field goal range. There's just a lot of plays. There was just like, who's the five and 17? Like who's the 10 and three team? Because the Vikings were acting like they were the five and 17 and the Lions were 10 and three. And they're like fighting for their playoff life when they have a, like a five game lead in the NFC North or the number two seed. And just like, we got, we got to do everything to win. We can't, we can't, we got to do it. And it's like, you're, you're supposed to be the better team. I think you're on to something, though, because the way their defense has been playing, maybe Kevin O'Connell did feel like he had to bring out the kitchen sink yeah. because like, he, the defense isn't stopping anybody. And, I mean, at that point, that's on the head coach. And he's done that now, apparently, to go, go to Ed Donatel and say, you need to blitz more. You need to do something because this is not working. And maybe, like, m- maybe the vir- visual of being last place and yards allowed was something to help wake him up. They were 31st. I don't know why that wasn't so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're better than the Lions, so uh, it must be working. I I just, I don't know. The whole thing just feels, and and you can't fix it right now. I mean, you're stuck with Ed Donatel through the rest of the year. I know a lot of people want him fired or whatever, but. A a 10-3 and team, probably, you know, they're not going to make a change like that because they're 10-3. and They're going to win the division. They're going to get a home playoff game. It's still a very good chance to get the two seed. Um, they're not going to make a drastic change like that. At least Kevin O'Connell isn't. That's not the type of guy he is. At least you know he's shown he, it's his first year. He's not trying to ruffle feathers. Because if he fires Donatel in his first year, like the guys on his staff are going to be like, if I'm going to make a mistake, am I next? Like, so it's the Zimmer effect. It is, and he's not like he's not like that. He's not fear, but he's Mister Positivity. Like he's Mister. Let's go back to the drawing board. We can figure it out. We've, we've had success in the past. Let's go back and look and see why we did that well, and see if we can make it. You know, translate it to now. But I think these last few weeks have shown that uh, it's going to be tough for the Vikings to do much in the playoffs. They might get one win, maybe two, but I, there, I, there's no way. There's the very small chance they're beating the Eagles on the road. Very small chance they beat the Cowboys in U.S. Bank Stadium. Would I don't you know. Say, the, I, uh, I don't know about the Niners. I'm not. I don't know about them yet. 
you know, would you the Bucks, say the Bucks are really bad? So would you say they're? Uh, would you say they're frauds? No, because we didn't think they were going to be ten and three. So I, I, I see that. I keep seeing that they're frauds. Like they're frauds. Okay, if they if they were supposed to be this good, then yeah, but they weren't. So like, how how are they frauds? They they overachieved. So. Well, <laughs> that gets us to our next one, which, uh, you know, the hate wagon. It, what is the opposite of a bandwagon, by the way? I was trying to figure it out. Is it just a hate wagon? It's a jumping off the ship? Like, I mean, it's jumping off the shift, but I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of people. So, like, there'd just be a lot of people around the wagon. So Piling on. Bandwagon any, anymore. They're just P- the big Piling pile. On. They're just, like, laying down. Like, we hate the Vikings. And it's just growing like World War Z or something. Um, Jim Rome is the latest to hop on the hate wagon anyway. Uh, he's still saying, yeah, well, hey, I was <laughs> going to say, yeah, good thing he's still alive. Like, I didn't even know he was still doing I remember this. listening uh, to him with my dad in the car. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna try and do my Frank Caliendo, uh, type. Do they have the, here. um, um, go ahead. Do they have the, what do they, what does, what does he have every year? Like, he has like some contest like call out callers of the he has like a whole contest or or a whole day i remember he used to have like people could just call in and have like takes that was the whole show um i don't remember what it was called but yeah i uh i didn't i you know what i did know that he was still around because people still like pr people still email me like hey this Vikings player was on jim room you should write about it i'm like no i shouldn't uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that probably wasn't good but well, uh, yeah well, Jim Rome said uh, this on his show or podcast. Maybe he does the McAfee thing. I don't. He's know. He's on but... CBS Sports Radio, I think. I think oh, okay, okay. So, so anyway, he said, uh, "You know who does not deserve any bleeping credit? <laughs> that ass of a Vikings defense. <laughs> Fifth straight game, they have allowed at least four hundred yards. Game, the one case where the king ain't capping. Whatever you do, don't tell me the Vikings are legitimate Super Bowl threat." Don't tell me the Vikings are one of the league's elite teams because they're neither one of those things. Now, elsewhere in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> beat the Vikings 40 to three. I just want to put that out. Yeah. They barely beat the Houston Texans, who have a record of 1 11 and 1. The San Francisco 49ers wailed on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is like the equivalent of me going to the playground, picking the tallest third grader and beating the hell out of him. And then uh, the Seattle Seahawks lost to the five and eight Carolina Panthers. And then the lions are the greatest team ever. They're going to win the super bowl now, apparently um, according to Jonathan Vilma is the Vikings season done. Is, is it over? Like, <laughs> should we just like, you know, it's kind of like the twins. Like you just, they did so well for like so many months. And then all of a sudden they started losing games and people got hurt. And then all of a sudden, like people didn't go to games and Dave St. Peter was like, Hey, why aren't you coming to games? Like, do we just like stop doing it? Maybe we should just shut off the podcast now. <laughs> we'll just come back and like, what? So February. let's see. It is uh, the week after wildcard weekend. February. We'll just play it on that. And we'll, yeah. so that's all the show time we have for today. No, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I would just say, as far as the season being over, I would look at at the 49ers. I would say, you know, look, a week ago, they're like, well, Jimmy Garoppolo's down. Now our third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy, has to go, and everyone's like, including us, we're like, Super Bowl ain't happening anymore. 
Uh, then they go out and beat the Bucks, thirty-five to seven. Now the Bucks, terrible. They are not good this year. They they beat the Saints a couple weeks ago. Had to come back. Uh, Saints are not good either. So let's not pretend like. And they beat the Rams or something too. Like those aren't those aren't good wins. Um, so they beat up on a bad team, but it looks like the Niners still going to be able to contend in the NFC. And we wouldn't we didn't think that a week ago. So. It's a week-to-week thing with, with the Vikings. I think Kevin O'Connell said that today. Like He looks at it on a week-to-week basis. Like He's not going to overreact or, or underreact to one game. So there's a month left in the season. The Vikings have plenty of time to fix things. And to and they have great opportunity in the next few weeks because they're not going against you know, uh, you know, tough teams at all. You know, there's division foes, the the Bears and the Packers, whatever. Who knows if Aaron Rodgers is playing? Who knows if Justin Fields is going to play? Um, so they've they've got a good opportunity to fix this. Um, like I said, I don't think they're frauds because they've already overachieved. So anything really, once they get in the playoffs after that, is is more than we probably thought they were even going to do. I know you have to adjust your expectations when they get to this point, but still, they nobody thought that they were going to do this next year. I think is the year where people are going to have more expectations for this team, especially depending on what they do in the off season. Um, and lastly, you know, I do have a fond one fond memory of Jim Rome. And it's when he, uh, his, his famous clip talking with Jim Everett and, uh, and, uh, he kept calling him Chris because Chris is the, uh, the, was the female tennis player at the time. And, uh, he he uh, kept calling him Chris, and and Jim goes, you know, come call me Chris again, call me Chris again, and uh, he did. And then they got into a fight, and it was on live TV, so it was great. <laughs> that I mean, that's one of the greatest like sports talk clips ever, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I can't think of too many off the top of my head right now, but I mean, just as far as like pure animosity and just throwing hands, that's it. Yeah. I think with the Vikings, okay, they're not, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. No. Sorry. Like, yeah, it would be cool if they did. And, and like at this time, this point, we're like, the Rams aren't going anywhere. And like, what, what the hell? The Rams didn't win a game in the month of November a year ago. Right. And then they wound up winning the Super Bowl. This team will never have a Picasso match. They'll never have a win that you hang on your wall and be like that. That is what a football game looks like. The 49ers on Sunday, they had a win where they like the defense shut them down or offense scored enough points. This is a masterpiece. And I think that's what like analysts like Jim Rome, Jonathan Vilma, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, Slava Medaveta Dinko, you talk about the Minnesota Vikings. They are frauds. They are frauds. I tell you, they got to play with LeBron. Get LeBron <laughs> at quarterback or place Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Here's the thing. Like this Vikings team specializes in winning street fights. Like they are going to scratch. They're going to fly. This Vikings team has so many flaws offensively, defensively, age, all of those things. It, they don't care. Like last year, last year it was like, well, we're old. We're, we got all this. We're not doing everything great. We're focusing like Kevin O'Connell is just like, what are we doing well? And how can we keep doing that? Well, and that has carried them to a 10 and three record. 
I think that the Vikings, you know, any game they go into, I think is a coin flip because you could yeah. see the Vikings get blown out 40 to three, or you could see them scratch and claw and pull a win out of their ass. It is great. It is wonderful. I have no idea what to expect week to week. And I mean, it sucks when you have a game like you did on Sunday where you, you just look like you're overmatched and galaxy braining yourself to death. But I think that, you know, th- this play the games, you're going to play yeah. one or two games at home. If you take care of your business over the final four weeks, you're going to get two home games. So I don't, even, I, I I don't mean, even think the Lions played that well on, on Sunday. Like, do you like they? They did okay. They didn't really run the ball that well. There was like they had the two long passes. Yeah, but other, they weren't like gashing the Vikings. The Vikings, the first drive of the game, the Vikings three and out or whatever. Their fake um, punt was an accident. Dan yeah. Campbell didn't hear the call, and like I guess it was kind of like the Verizon commercial where the call drops out, and, and like he said, "Don't and, run it," and it was like, <laughs> "Run it." <laughs> it's like, all right, let's do it. And Dan like, Campbell didn't know about Dan the, Campbell thing, right? He didn't know but, about the Panay Sewell call either. That's what he said. No, McAfee today, like he was like, oh, what's going on? He's <laughs> listening to a sixty-minute cover of Master of Puppets in his headset. Good. Also, of, Cam Bynum, good job not covering. Um, you know, you can't cover a massive offensive lineman. I know you like think nothing's going to happen, but there's probably a reason that he's motioning out to the side, and it's not because he's about to, you know, come and block you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Ken Bynum's uh, definitely on my naughty list when it comes to right but, now. But the thing about Cam Bynum, too, is he wasn't expected to be the starter this year. Like, they drafted Lewis Seen in the first round. You draft a safety in the first round, you expect him to start. I right. think they didn't realize, you know, that Seen was probably going to take a little longer to adjust than uh, they thought. So Bynum had to be the starter. And, and I bet you they were probably hoping that Seen would be the starter by now. Um, and that didn't happen because he got hurt. But yeah, Cam, we've seen this the last couple of years where guys are like, "You're probably not supposed to be a starter, but you're you're starting right now for for the Vikings because they don't have anybody else and they're hurt." So uh, here you go, he's a starting job. Uh, you know, Julio Johnson and and Stephen Weatherly. Last man standing, Josh Metellus. I think I tweeted uh, Metallica better than Metellus. Um, uh, <laughs> On Sunday, but so stupid. Uh, so I mean, hey, the Vikings aren't dead. Vikings aren't dead. Let's let's no, look at it that 10 way. And three. Yeah, ten and three, and let's look at the NFC playoff picture because uh, right now the Philadelphia Eagles they're at twelve and one. They're good. Like I, I don't want to go to Philadelphia. The Vikings are going to have to do it. Like I said, coin flip it. If the Vikings get in but, that position, the Vikings are playing the NFC Championship game. I will be thrilled with how the season turned out. But you know what? I'm gonna call up upset right now. The uh, Eagles are on the road this week. It's the Bears. I think the Bears are going to win. You think the Bears are going to beat think, the Eagles? I think the Bears are going to beat the Eagles. Justin Come Fields on. running around for his no, life. It's, just it's, like, such a tra- it's such a trap game on the road on that terrible field, that terrible yeah. weather. Justin Fields running all over him. That's easy. Easy. We'll have to we'll have to see. I don't I don't know. Like Justin Fields, I think it's going to be closer than in a higher gear. But yeah, I think it's going to be closer than than people think. Everyone's going to expect the Eagles to blow them out, but I think I think it'll be close at least. So we have the number two Vikings. They get the New York Giants, which 
They are That'd be great. Say, oh, I would love it. <laughs> like, on, unless the Vikings come in on Christmas Eve and just give us the worst Christmas present ever with like, just they've done that before. Asking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Vikings on Christmas, not good. Like, uh, I still, they're still trying to find Alvin Kamara, which I do remember there was a, a SmackDown after that game. And my friend texted me, he said, uh, Alvin Kamara could still score six or the Vikings still couldn't stop Alvin Kamara if he were locked in this cage. Um, I kind of butchered the joke there, but that's okay. <laughs> you got the number three 49ers against the commanders. You got the number four Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys because of that terrible rule. And uh, the Seahawks, Lions, and Packers, Seahawks at seven and six, Lions at six and seven, the Packers at five and eight are the next three teams in Packers. line. Packers aren't making it. Get out of here. It is funny if you talk to they Packer fans, they, they believe they, they are. are. They also believe that uh, Jordan Love would be a better starter than Bryce Young. I saw that poll this week. Okay. Which I okay. Just drink, <laughs> drink that Miller Light, baby. And why is he? Why you're in Wisconsin started? right now. Stock up on Miller Lite because you're going to need it the way I'm yeah. looking out my window right here. But <laughs> but yes, yeah. I've seen a lot of those like Peter Bukowski or whatever. Like, oh, if if, if, if everyone loses and the Packers win, then uh, then they're going to get in the playoffs. Like, OK, great. Keep doing that. You know, they're edgy when they like uh, threaten to put their lawyers on you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I saw he was a victim of of. He messed with Vikings Twitter, and that's not there's a, there's a section of Vikings Twitter you should not mess with. And I found that out many times, and now he's finding out. So, so f around and find out, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, you know what? Not, I mean, if the Vikings were to get the Giants, I think that would be their best possible opponent because mm-hmm. the Vi- the Giants are just sliding. And I mean. Apparently the Odell Beckham thing is not going to happen at all now because like the Cowboys want. Well, he, like, he said he wasn't going to play until the playoffs, anyways. Like, right. Who, and who's like, signing someone who's like, we're going to put this new guy in the playoffs? Who? No one's doing that. Right. I yeah. I I guess I don't know what the rules are in the play. It's like the NHL where you can just skirt the salary cap in the playoffs. Like well, you just have this absolutely stacked roster. If you just stash people on IR, I'm just thinking of scheme and, and guys on the roster already. The guys on the roster are like, Hey, I've been here all year. I helped you get to the playoffs. And now you're going to bring this dude in. And like, he's supposed to save us. Like, no, it's not going to happen unless he's like Randy Moss or something. That's not, that's not going to work. Just stick to uh, sending Danny Trejo into, uh, but you know, would you be would you is Odell someone you would pursue in the offseason now that you know he's probably gonna be yes. pretty healthy next year? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. I would make the call. <laughs> but where are you gonna find the money? Because you're paying Adam Thielen twenty million dollars well, to run the wrong way. You can cut him. You can cut him. But I <laughs> <laughs> I am just thinking about Vikings Twitter just losing their goddamn minds over Adam Thielen. But He's from Minnesota. You can't call him. Makes a great cup of coffee. Makes a great cup of coffee, I've heard. Like, honestly, I think what will happen, I mean, he's done it twice. Like, I think this is the year they finally go to him. And Like, I think next year with the Vikings, and I hate talking about next year because the Vikings are very much in the playoffs, and I don't really want to be like next year, next year, next year. They remind me so much of the wild, like when Bill Guerin took over. We've talked about it a couple times. Mm -hmm. Bill Guerin showed up. He's like, all right, let's see what you got, guys. Let's see, you know, wh- what you have. And like Zach Parisi was a malcontent. Ryan Suter was even worse. And 
Bill Garrett said, yeah, you're done. But well, you're going to get $20 million. Instead? I don't give a shit. You're done. <laughs> you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that next off season will be the one where Quasey goes, all right, we are not doing that. We're not going to pay Adam Thielen $20 million. We're not going to pay Harrison Smith to, you know, the, he, he's going to, he's going to piss some fans off by making some moves. And I think I'm that's what they sure, have to do. I'm pretty sure Daniel Hunter is, can be optioned out next year or whatever. Um, would you let him go at this point? I would try and trade him. Well, I I don't know if they'd be able to do that. You can either you can either bring him back uh, his option. I think the the thing is either assign him to an extension or he's a free agent. I think that's their only options. They can't. And um, I think trade and him. I think too when you look at Daniel Hunter, like you have to just be honest with yourself. Like if we keep him, is he going to be worth? the whatever amount of money we're he's going not gonna to be worth him. what he wants no because because he, he's not he's not gonna fit in your scheme so maybe you let him walk and i mean i again that'll be another viking i mean next year is going to be because if they remain with the status quo in this same team they're not going to be in this position next year they're probably going to be a six seven win team i would right. love to be wrong i love i love that i'm wrong this year right. but i i mean you have to be realistic at some point. And I think like I mentioned a lot of these players, you know, I, I jokingly call it old yeller territory because they're all like players, you know, they love that dog. Right. And then all of a sudden, like he got old and they're like, all right, come behind the shed. Now I'm not yeah. suggesting they do that, but I mean, <laughs> like, it's just kind of like, all right, Adam Thielen, thanks for the memories, man. But, uh, yeah. well, I feel like a lot of, uh, do other things. I feel like the new GM, Kwesi Dofomensa, he probably wanted to make much moves where he moved on from Harrison Smith, moved on from Adam Thielen, moved on from Daniel Hunter. But, you know, higher ups were like, eh, let's not do that. Uh, yeah. let's, let's, let's see what happens. This new coaching staff and, you know, we'll move on to the next offseason. If we have to make some moves, we'll make some moves. And I think now they need to make some moves. Yes. So Kwesi's going to be like, hey, guys, remember when I went to make all those moves last year? Let's do it. Let's do it now. Because yeah. it's not looking good. Oh, well, and that's, sorry again to go to Bill Guerin, but that's what happened. He went to ownership and said, yeah, look look at what's going on here. Like, you're not going to let me, if you want me to build a championship contender, I need to be able to do what I need to do. And then the Wild had an awesome season without Parisian Suter, and they, they got bounced in five, six, six games in the playoffs. Jared Spurgeon tried to break somebody's ankle with the hockey stick. Happy Gilmore. They lose to the Ducks. They lost the Blues. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't beat the Blues, unfortunately. No. Haven't seen them this year, but bet you they'll be. They gave him the Blues. Such a bad dad, Joe. (sighs) (laughs) On that note, we're just going to get out of here. This is the Viking Age podcast. We do it every Monday and Thursday night, although. Uh, sometimes Tuesday, Tuesday, just like the Vikings. Sometimes Sometimes we're on Tuesday. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, But anyway, you can. Find us right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. You can check us out on Apple and Spotify. We're there after the show. Like, comment, share, subscribe, do all those cool things. Spread the word. Let's let's keep getting our subscriber count up. But uh, for Adam Patrick, I'm Chris Shad. We'll talk to you on Thursday.